the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer. Glad to have you along. You can watch the show on Facebook, The Hooley Show. Take us with you wherever you go, iHeartTuneInRadio.com app. Email the show, Bruce at 989TheAnswer.com. We have spent a fair amount in the last hmm, year or so talking about schools. Uh, I have shared with you uh, that the thing that really focused me on what I wanted this show to be about was the heroic, and I don't use that word lightly, actions of parents uh, like Amy Gonzalez and Andrea Gross at Columbus Academy, other districts. And when I talked about this a couple weeks ago, I left out um, my friend um, Kathy Pultz, Upper Arlington, uh, Bryce Curfees, Upper Arlington. They've been doing heroic work on behalf of students uh, against the transgender bathroom nonsense at UA. So schools equipping parents with knowledge is what I'm about giving you the truth, letting you decide what to do with it. Uh, I'm a big advocate of the EdChoice Scholarship Program in the state of Ohio. I think it should be expanded. I'm a, I'm a fan of and an advocate for the backpack bill. Uh, my next guest, I believe, is as well, is Rob Walgate, Vice President of American Policy Roundtable. We've had Rob on the show before, and he gives us a great perspective on things because not just as, not just as a, uh, a member of the nonpartisan American Policy Roundtable, but Rob has uh, served in the past on a private school uh, school board. So, Rob, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate your time today. And I don't suppose you were surprised the other day when uh, Vouchers Hurt Ohio uh, filed a lawsuit against this EdChoice program in the state of Ohio. Morning, Bruce. No, unfortunately, I wasn't surprised. Um, something we've seen happen time and time again. But the issue that they claim has been decided in the courts. I mean, we went through six different courtrooms, including the Supreme Court of the United States back in the day when it was the Cleveland Scholarship Program. So many of these arguments have been debated and decided, and people understand what the Constitution says. And it's it's just it's a shame because we all we all want to see every school thrive and survive, mm-hmm. but we want to enable and allow the parents to have a say in where their child is educated. This is, this is an instance where the public education system is frustrated because they've lost their monopoly and they want it back. To them, it's, it's not about students, it's about money because that's what they constantly talk about is the money that they claim they are losing. And they're not losing that money. What, in essence, is happening is it is allowing parents to make a decision. Maybe they can't live in the district that they would prefer to live. It's allowing them to make a decision on where to educate their children. And this allowing ed choice, allowing vouchers, is in the best interest 
of all families and all Ohioans. Yeah, I agree, and I don't understand uh, what their beef is. I don't understand why they think public schools ought to work any different than any other business. If I have two options in restaurants to go to lunch, and at one place I get good food at a good value with good service, and at the other place uh, I might you know, have a reason why I want to go there. Maybe I know the owner or, you know, maybe I just uh, happen to like uh, their fare. I like, let's say, uh, you know, Mexican food, Chinese food, whatever it is. But the service is not good. The value is not good. The food is not good. Well, I'm going to go where I get what I think my money is worth. And I would argue with the anti-voucher people, if you were giving parents what they want, with their educational experience for their students, your numbers wouldn't be declining and people wouldn't find ed choice vouchers in private schools as attractive as they obviously do. Yeah, and it's exploded over the past two years with the COVID situation and everything that's happened because the way you've seen it managed in many private educational settings, the way that they have um, listened to parents, the way they've worked with communities, and that's why you've also seen a number of those schools grow. Uh, you mentioned um, about me serving. I do serve in the capacity of a board member on the board of trustees um, of a private school. And at the roundtable, we've worked on this issue for over 20 years. Uh, so we understand it. We see it. And the Ohio Constitution talks about common schools. And, and that doesn't just refer to public schools. That, that encompasses all those schools and being the best interest for all Ohioans. So there's a lot of frustration there when you hear the 100 school districts that filed the lawsuit talk about things. They're talking about money. But what what makes me scratch my head is they're frustrated with the fact that parents are given a choice Mm -hmm. and they're allowed to have an educational say in where their child is educated. So the parents want, or I'm sorry, the school districts want 100% control of that child. And we've seen in the past two years with COVID, they've wanted 100% control not only in the educational choices of that child, but in numerous instances in medical decisions as well. And some families have stepped up and said, we don't want that to happen. The EdChoice program has been a very successful program in the state of Ohio. We've seen it expand. And remember, Here's the important thing to remember, too. The EdChoice dollars and the private school dollars are a fraction of the cost for what is spent in traditional brick-and-mortar public schools. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think the average for a Columbus City school student, whatever the state funding is, and we're talking with Rob Walgate, American Policy Roundtable, you can find uh, their position on uh, various issues, aproundtable.com, aproundtable.com. Uh, actually, aproundtable.org. I'm sorry, aproundtable.org. You'll, you'll get you'll get to it. Anyone you go to. Okay, very good. Go. We've got we've got them all. All right, very good. So uh, when I look at their objection here to private schools, again, I'll say you're obviously not giving people what they want, but they claim in their Vouchers Hurt Ohio webpage that they're not opposed to open enrollment. So let's say they have a student who goes to Columbus City Schools and that student wants to go to New Albany Schools, and they say they don't oppose that. So I'm trying to figure out what the difference is. Is it like— I can, uh, tell, you what, I can okay. tell you what the difference is. I can tell you what the difference is. The educators in those places are all union educators. That's what the difference is. Yep. 
and the fact that the money's pouring into those schools, and as long as their pockets continue to be lined with union dues and other benefits, it isn't about the education of students to a number of people. And this isn't to bash those educators in those schools. This isn't to bash them because what ends up happening is they end up paying their dues, and then someone that's making a very large amount of money at the top of the food chain is um, giving the dictates on what should be said and how it should happen. That's why they don't oppose open enrollment, because they still have 100% control in their system. They still have control of that child, but more important to them, they have control of the money. And when you hear them talk, you, it, you listen to the ed choice, you listen to the families, or you listen to the administrators, and they're talking about the student, they're talking about the child, the educational opportunity, the growth. You listen to the other side, and the lawsuit side, and they're focused on dollars. That's what they're focused on. They're focused on the money. And to the private schools, it's about the child and the learning environment. And every child learns differently, and they can learn better in some environment. Shouldn't you allow the parents to have a say in that? Well, I don't know why you wouldn't, uh, except that, as you outlined, it is about the money. And one of the things that I want to note, and I know you want to note this too, because uh, you're very aware, you know a lot of teachers, so do I, the people I really feel bad for are the well-intentioned, well-grounded, uh, non-agenda-driven public school teachers who have no choice but to join the union and who I've said before we need to pray for their protection every day because they're subjected to a lot of agenda items by their unions and by their school leadership that I know personally some teachers absolutely positively do not share. Yeah, we do need to pray for them. Many are a light in that arena, and they feel that that's their calling. They feel that that's their mission field. And let's face it, you have teachers all across the state. They didn't sign up. They didn't go into the educational field because they wanted to be political operatives or to be used in a pawn as this argument. The problem in many instances, though, is the fact they only get the talking points from the higher-up and the unions, and they're told, if we leave, lose these students to other schools, then you may lose your job. Well, the unfortunate part that isn't being told is the reason that they're leaving is because parents are making those decisions because they feel it's in the best interest of their child. The unions in the public school hierarchy would do a much better job instead of looking out the window at the students that are departing. They need to look in the mirror and look at themselves and say, what are we doing to cause these families to say, we want an opportunity somewhere else? Yeah, and Rob Olgate, our guest, American Policy Roundtable, APRoundtable.com or APRoundtable.org. Uh, I, I think one of the things that I like to do is just go to the actual website of the organization that's making claims and then ask yourself, like, okay, does this make sense? Does this not make sense? Yeah. And one of the things I note, and, you know, it's kind of common in our society now that the way to sort of get attention is to say, well, this program is disadvantaging a certain group of people or this program is you know, targeting a certain group of people. And the assertion is made by VouchersHurtOhio.com that this is causing white flight from inner city or close to inner city school districts, that the white kids are getting these Ed Choice scholarships and the African-American kids, the Hispanic kids are not getting these scholarships. And I'm scratching my head over this, Rob, because we don't have the backpack bill yet. I hope we get it where everybody qualifies for an Ed Choice scholarship. But right now, like I'm blowing a hole in that argument because I'm like, wait a minute, everybody who gets an Ed Choice scholarship is 
Need-based. Am I wrong? Need-based, or they come from a district um, that has a school that doesn't, isn't up to standard or up to par. So those are the ones. So every student in that district would have the opportunity. It would be wonderful if it was full full on choice and every parent had the opportunity for money to follow the child in a system like that. And understand, please, that doesn't mean every public school would shut down tomorrow because many private schools don't have room um, for a large number of students that influx of becoming. It would be a process and what it would take on that. But no, I mean, I read those claims, Bruce. I went to that website as they were doing the press conference and I was reading them as well. And um, I just shake my head and, and I, I don't want to say I laugh because it's more sad than it is laugh. Um, but those claims, I think anyone reading them would say, well, that's not true. And that's not how I've experienced it because many folks do know someone that attends a private school or receives an ed choice voucher and i would encourage your listeners to talk to those folks about their experience um and about how it is to work with that administration and and how it is going about their students day and the educational opportunities that they have this isn't we aren't a one-size-fits-all state i mean with 11 and a half million people so the educational opportunities for young people we need to do our best to see them grow and excel and prepare them for the future. Yeah, I want to wrap with this because the one thing I found on their website is just blatantly dishonest. And, I mean, I'll say it, it's a lie. And you having served on a private school school board can speak to this. The assertion is made uh, that the underfunding of public schools in favor of subsidizing private school education uh, they say is unfair because public schools struggle to provide adequate educational programming and staffing to their students. And this is the part that got me. While private schools expand, build, and grow. The assertion there is p- private schools are getting state money to expand. That is a lie. When you served... How how do private schools raise money to build more room to accommodate more students? Well, the board I serve on, the school that I serve uh, on the board is in the middle of a capital campaign, and it's talking to people in the community. It's talking to parents and grandparents, and that's how the money is raised. Private what donations. Tra- private private don- donations. What, what they're trying to infer by that is they're saying state money. And they're talking about the vouchers that come from the state, that money that's redirected from. But what they're missing, the point that they're missing is, number one, that's less money than is being spent on a child in a traditional public school. So in essence, the taxpayers are saving money, um, number one. And number two, that's money that a parent has chosen through the competition um, system, if you will, to say, listen, this is where I want my child to go to learn. It's no one, it's no one taking money. I mean, the thought that, that private schools are building massive buildings because they're receiving state funding, I mean, think about it. L- look around at schools in central Ohio, or I know if you go to northeast Ohio and other parts of the state, look at the beautiful new buildings and campuses that have been built um, for those public schools. I mean, I've been in a large You should go to Upper Arlington. It's like going to a Taj Mahal. Well, 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 and and then look at the – here's what I encourage people to do. They 
those folks from that held the press conference in the 100 school districts talk about losing money, right? Let's take a look. Let's take a look at the cost of education from – go back as far as you want. Go to the 80s. Go to the 90s. Go in the past 10 years. Some people claim we're losing money. Look at the hard facts and look at the data. There's more money spent each and every year on education. Take a look at the salaries. It just goes up and up and up because it's the state. They have that unlimited checkbook. But the bottom line is who funds that checkbook? Taxpayers of Ohio. And parents didn't like the result of what they're getting. That's why some have made the choice to have their kids, their children participate in the Ed Choice program. And it's been highly successful. And I would love to see a program where every, every parent in the state of Ohio would have the opportunity to have the money follow the child to the school. Well, choosing. We have that uh, we have that option in front of us if our legislators get it done. Rob, it's always great to have you on. Rob Walgate, Vice President, American Policy Roundtable, aproundtable.com or .org. Rob, thanks for your time and your perspective today. Hey, thanks for the work you do, Bruce. Talk soon. There you go. Rob Walgate joining us. I'll give you the local schools that have joined on to that lawsuit besides Columbus City Schools next on The Bruce Hooley Show. So I thank Rob Walgate. I went a little long with Rob, so this will be a short segment. That's my fault, but I didn't want to make him hold through the break, and I thought the information was well worth you knowing as a parent uh, because there are school districts that are your enemy if you're a parent and you want to get your kid the best education you can. They're fighting against you having choice. You can send your child to Columbus City Schools if you think that the educational experience they're getting is a good experience, but you shouldn't be forced to. You shouldn't have your... Options limited. And think about this now. People who get an Ed Choice scholarship, 250% of the poverty level is where you have to be to get it. Okay. So as a family, three children, you, your spouse, you have to make 70000 ish dollars. Not much more than that. You make more than that, you don't qualify. And it's not like you get it in terms of a graded scale. Oh, you don't qualify for the scholarship, but you're close, so here's four. No, you either qualify or you don't. So you're struggling to make ends meet. And the amount of an Ed Choice scholarship you get, if you're lucky, pays half of the private school tuition. But you still prioritize your kid's education enough that you're willing to pay another five grand or more out of pocket to send them to that school. That's money you need for your light bill, your heating bill your car payment, your house payment. But you know that education is the key to a great future, and so you make that sacrifice as a parent. And the following Central Ohio districts would like to take that choice away from you and grow their teachers' union pensions. Columbus City Schools. Coshocton City Schools. We skip on down to, well, thankfully, we're through Jefferson Township Local School District. Paging on down. Licking Heights Local School school District, Licking Valley Local School District, Liberty Union. And we skip back up to the other side of the page. Logan Hawking Local Schools. Mm. New Lexington is up north. It's not really central Ohio, but it's on the fringes. Uh, There, Reynoldsburg is part of this. Reynoldsburg City Schools. Southwestern City Schools. Mm. No surprise there. So this is... Westerville City Schools. Wow, I'm surprised Upper Arlington's not on this list. But Worthington is. So there you go. Be a good idea if you're a parent. Call your local school and ask them, why are you a part of this? 
Why are you fighting against my choice? Why are you fighting against me? And Rob Olgate gave you the answer. It's because of the money. They want the money. Now, keep in mind, they get the money from the state, whether your student goes there or not. They are funded based upon the number of students they should have in their district. So they're not missing that money. What they're missing is the teachers' union money if they have to reduce teachers because their enrollment goes down. That's the money they're missing. So this is a union-driven, a union leadership-driven item from these local school districts because while they should first and foremost be about educating your child, they are instead first and foremost about perpetuating and growing their own little kingdoms. What's the max amount that you can get for an EdChoice scholarship? The max amount that you can get for an EdChoice scholarship for a student who is in high school is $7,500 per student. I defy you to go to Hartley, Watterson, anywhere else and get your kid in for $7,500. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.